Church, I'm going to ask you to stay standing. If you've experienced God moving mountains sometime in your life, something that was just overwhelming that just couldn't be moved, I want you to take a moment, and don't you want to respond right now. I want you to take a moment. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. When that moment comes to mind, I want you to applaud. We're going to thank God for his faithfulness. Anybody want to see him do it again? Anybody want to see him do it again? You may be seated. We are really, really fortunate today. I am so excited. If, if you've not met our special guest, you're, you're in for a treat. Pastor Kerwin Manning and his wife Madeline for the last 20 years have been the senior pastors at Pasadena Church of God. Now, if you know Pasadena Church, it's up on Washington Boulevard near Los Robles. Uh, Lake and Pasadena Church go back about 30 years now. When one of our former senior pastors, Gordon Kirk, joined us, he asked a pretty profound question. Can you be a church if you're not a local church? And that began a real transformation of us here at Lake Avenue in many ways moving much deeper into what I'll call our parish community. But we knew we couldn't do that alone, because in many ways for a long time we had been isolated from the greater community that we sit in. Pasadena Church was one of those places under then Pastor Cushman who helped us find a way, and he helped make a way. Kerwin, Pastor Kerwin, 20 years ago, became the senior pastor at Pasadena Church of God. He's also one of the founding members of the community clergy, the Christian Clergy Coalition. That's a group of pastors and churches from throughout Pasadena. We gather together once a month with one purpose more than any other. How is it, God, you want to see Pasadena thrive in ways that it is not thriving? And how does the faith community what role do we play? The followers of Jesus as churches, this brother and his wife, their commitment to our city is deep and is profound, and they have been such a helpful bridge. As a staff, months ago, when we started talking about what would we do on the 125th, it'd be so easy to list some statistics, been there, done that kind of things. And we said, that's interesting. That gives God praise and glory, but glory is a about seeing God's glory come on earth as it is in heaven, how do we look forward? And so I love it, Pastor Kerwin, when you titled this message about the next 125. Would you please welcome Pastor Kerwin Manning. Brother, I wanna pray for you as we, op as we open God's word. Father, thank you for the faithfulness of the Mannings. Thank you, Father, for Pasadena Church's role in our community. Thank you how it has been a beacon even to us here at Lake Avenue Church. We ask God now as our brother opens the word that you would bless this time and your spirit would do the work that it longs to do within us as a body and us as individuals. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Ah, I know, I know. I come from a tradition um, that, that the audience talks back to the pastor. And um, 
So you, you, you got to talk back to me. If I don't get a few amens and praises of the Lord, it makes me preach longer. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So when I say praise the Lord, everybody, you just say praise the Lord. Amen. So honored to be here, and I want to get right into the Word. Uh, you know, if, if I had a traditional time, and, and we've got a lot going on at Pasadena Church, and I'm actually going back to preach at our church this morning, but when I was um, offered the invitation, um, to be honest, with full disclosure, my first response in my heart was, no, I've got so much going on. I can't go over to Lake and Pasadena Church. I had to do a funeral yesterday. But as soon as um, Pastor Dwayne called me and asked me, I was trying to say no, but literally while I'm on the phone with him, the Lord is giving me the message to share with you today. So, um, you know, I have learned and I'm learning that obedience really counts. Amen? So I'm thankful to be here. And if I had a lot of time, I would spend a whole lot more um, just honoring my darling wife, Madeline. I will just introduce her to you this morning, Pastor Madeline, as we affectionately call her. I love her with all of my heart. I love her with all of my heart. I love her with all of my kidneys. I love her with my spleen, my intestines, everything that's in me. Um, just honor her in these years of partnership. But I'm also thankful just to be a pastor in this city, just to be a partner with Lake Avenue Church. Over the past 20 years, I started to reminisce. When I came here, Pastor Gordon Kirk was here, and um, he was leading a pastor's prayer. So my first introduction to Lake Avenue Church was during a pastor's prayer that Pastor Gordon Kirk was leading, and he was just an amazing communicator and an excellent leader, and um, was so encouraging to me as a young green pastor, my first pastor ever. Um, I had been serving in ministry, but this is the first time I had the reins, and let me tell you, it was scary for me. Um, the first Sunday, in, in Easter Sunday of 2001 was our first Sunday there, and I was so thankful that Sunday morning that the pulpit was a little bigger than this, and it was wooden like this, but it went all the way to the ground, and I was thankful because my knees were shaking the whole time. <laughs> then I was blessed to, to meet and to know Greg Waybright, and we shared meals together and fellowshiped and talked about a lot of key issues together, and just another amazing pastor, leader, man of God with a tremendous testimony. And over the years, I have so many Lake Avenue friends and um, colleagues in ministry. And of course, of course, oh my goodness, Jeff um, and Jenny Madison. Jeff um, and I have become great friends over the years, again, serving in this community. It's all about serving this community. And I'm thankful for the, the years that he served here and, and his commitment here. And to be honest with you, I watched, I watched his message last week and I was like, oh, I don't know if I wanna get up behind that this Sunday. It's just like the guy that spoke after Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech. Does, it, does anybody know who spoke after Dr. King? But I'm thankful that the Lord gave me a word and, and the scripture I'd like to share with you comes from Isaiah, um, it, it, Isaiah chapter 43, if you have your Bibles. Um, if not, I'm sure we have it available for you. But Isaiah 43, actually I want, I, I, this is an audible for the sound, but I want to actually move to verse 16 through 19. So I'll give you a second. Isaiah 43, 16 through 19. This, this whole chapter, the Lord is reminding his people of his faithfulness to them. He's reminding them that he's their redeemer. He's, he's, he's assuring them that yes, you're going 
to go through some things, but when you go through, I'm going to be there with you. Somebody say amen. That was a good place to say amen. When you go through the waters, I'm going to be there. They're not going to take you over. The fire is not going to burn you up. Not going to even have smoke on your clothes. God says, I will be with you. That's because he chose, he chose Israel and he's chosen us to be his people. So he says here in verse 16, this is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Lord says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Can you say new thing? Now it springs up. Do you not, this is an interesting question in the middle of this wonderful declaration. The Lord says, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So I could not resist being here. They know me. They know me. I'm a, I love to celebrate. I love to encourage, and, and I believe that's a, a gift the Lord has given me to be an encourager. So I've come as a local pastor on this Sunday after your, your, your pastor, interim pastor, has served his time, and now the church is praying, Lord, what do you have next for us? And we're celebrating 125 years. I'm here to encourage Lake Avenue Church that God is not done with you. And if we would just consider... The successes of the past. That's why you got to remember, you got to look back. But the thing is this, success leaves clues. Can you say that with me? Come on, let's say it together. Success leaves clues. Just in case you don't believe me, I, I have had the privilege of knowing and, and knowing um, three, three centenarians. That's someone who lives to be 100 years old, one super centenarian. And I just want to show them to you real quick. The first one is Newt Ezra Manning. You might remember that last name because this is my grandfather. Is that, oh, we don't have, do we have, we don't have it up there. There he is. That's my grandfather. He was about, he was about this tall. And my dad was like this. So I used to tell people we're evolving. <laughs> and my daughter is almost taller than I am. But my granddad lived with us when he was 100. He lived to be 104 years old. And at 100 years old, he was healthy. He could kick his leg up above his head. He would come out and try to shoot baskets with me and my friends. But I learned from him, from my grandfather and from my father, to, to whatever you're sharing, whatever you're doing with your life, validate your position with the Word of God. Learn from a grandfather to keep your mind fresh. He was always doing something to keep his mind fresh. He used to build birdhouses, beautiful, elaborate birdhouses to keep his mind fresh. And he always reminded us to take care of our bodies. Back, back then, he would drink. He wouldn't just drink water. He would always take oatmeal and, and just, a, just a cup of oatmeal and let it sift through the water. He wouldn't drink the water until the oatmeal rested on the bottom of it to purify, to cleanse it, and all other types of, all types of things like that. But that's what my granddad taught me. The second person is Aunt Nettie. This is my wife's aunt, Nettie Whittington. No, that's not Aunt Nettie, that's Aunt Ruby. One more, one there, that's Aunt Nettie right there. Aunt Nettie was a super centenarian. Born October 31st, 1899, and she passed away November 24th, 2012. Aunt Nettie was 113 years old. She could recite the alphabet backwards. I mean, she did crosswords puzzle, crossword puzzles. 
And Aunt Nettie's three things was, if you give your life to God, honor and obey your parents, you'll live long. That's what she said. Aunt Nettie believed in resilience. She was a resilient person. She lost three siblings to the yellow fever epidemic that ended in 1905. She survived the Spanish flu pandemic that killed 50 to 70 million worldwide. And her thing was just be kind. She lived on her own way, way into her hundreds. And, um, and our family just loves her. And then there's Aunt Ruby Jones. That was the one with the glasses, Aunt Ruby. She's a sharp young lady, isn't she? Aunt Ruby Jones was born September the 22nd, 1918. But Aunt Ruby is still alive today. She's 103 years old. This photo was taken back in August. Aunt Ruby is a true giver and a consummate planner. She already has her home filled with wrapped and labeled Christmas gifts. She makes the best tea cakes this side of the Mississippi. She loves to say funny statements about men. Aunt Ruby says, he can put his shoes under my table anytime. <laughs> Some of you are too young to know what that might mean, but that's all right. And she loves praising the Lord. Whenever the worship goes, she just dances and praises the Lord, and she is still strong and well today. So, so as I thought about what I could share with you today, I said I need to tap into some folk who lived a long time and look at their lives and ask some of their family members what it meant to be around a centenarian because that's, that's what we are today. Lake Avenue Church is a super centenarian. But we know, you already know, right, that's not enough. What is the Lord saying? What is God's plan for his church? This is the Lord's church, amen? amen? What is God's plan for his church for the next 125 years? You all may be still figuring out, but I already know. You see, I know it from, the, from my core because I believe, and anyone who's done anything with me in this city for any amount of time will have heard me say, I believe, whether it's the, the mayor, whether it's the city manager, whether it's the police chief, whether it's the local pastors, whether it's those um, nonprofit leaders in, the, in this community, I always say that the church is God's legitimate agency in the earth. He chose us. He chose Israel to be his people according to Exodus chapter 6 verse 7. You know it. He says, I'll take you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you'll know that I'm the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. God chose Israel. They didn't have anything special about them. They, they weren't the cat's meow. No, they, were, they weren't the pick of the litter, but God chose them and he established them as his people. In the New Testament, Christ comes along and he does the same thing for all of us. We are here today. We can call ourselves Christians, followers of Christ, because Jesus said in Matthew 16, upon this rock, this, what is the rock? When Peter said, thou art the Christ, Jesus says, I'll take that, Peter. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you. He said, but on this revelation that the Holy Spirit just gave you about me, I'm going to build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. 
said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We are his church. Lake Avenue Church is a part of his church. As a matter of fact, the pastors of this city, we say when people ask, um, well, you know, tell us about, we say, well, there's only one church with many congregations. And the other thing, because we have served together, because we're walking together in this community, we've determined, and this is really helpful for those of us whose churches aren't as large as Lake Avenue. But when people ask me, Pastor, you know, especially in the African-American tradition, when we get together with other black pastors, we want to know, man, how you doing, Doc? How many you, how many you running on Sundays? What's your numbers? I am so glad that I tell all of anyone who asks, when they say, how large is your church? I tell them 186,000. What do, you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, that's the size of Pasadena and Altadena, roughly. That's my flock. That's my church. That's who I'm called to. We've been empowered by the Spirit of God. What's our next 20, 125 years look like? It, it, it looks like a church is going to be led by the Spirit of God. He designed this church to last. The church is going to last. I know some of you couples hold on to your, your spouse's hand real tight, but the church is actually going to last longer than marriage. We know according to the scriptures, there's no marriage in heaven, but the church will be there. So we will be brothers and sisters in Christ throughout eternity. So what can we learn from the success of the church, from scriptures and from the wonderful success and the legacy of Lake Avenue Church. Uh, Pastor said it early. When he said the word, I was like, oh, uh, God, I knew you were up to something. How many of you been in, you just start, you're just kind of being obedient, and then you're trying to do what you feel the Lord is telling you to do, but as you begin to go on that journey, you realize that God is up to something. And he just needed you to agree. He just needed you to say yes. And when my pastor said, the word of the day is remember, I said, ah, aha, aha. That's it. What do we do going forward? I've got feelings about all of the pastors that I named, including Pastor Jeff. I've got wonderful feelings and thoughts about everything. And I know everybody might not be on the same page, but I came to remind you that this is the Lord's church. Ah, uh, they might not invite me back, but I've got to tell you this, and God is no respecter of persons. What we do know is that he's always been faithful to Lake Avenue Church. He's always provided faithful strong, integrity-filled leaders and pastors for this church. And as the choir began to sing, I see you move. You move the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. He's going to do it again. That's what I came to tell you. God is going to do it again. 
But first of all, we've got to remember what God has done in the past. That's why I read the Isaiah passage, because it begins when the Lord said, I'm the one who made the way through the desert. I'm the one who cut the path through the sea. These, these are, are spaces that, that were not um, inhabitable. They were places and spaces that people never imagined going through. But God says, not only am I going to take you through, but there's going to be a way. There's going to be a path. We serve the way maker. And if we simply remember when we're faced with adversity, we must recall. And again, as, the, as the, the, the orchestra began to play and then the maestro turned around and they put the words on there, great is thy faithfulness, I said, oh God, it's a setup. It's a set up. <laughs> if we recall the faithfulness of God in the past, the same God who delivered Daniel from the lion's den, the same God that delivered the three Hebrew boys from the fiery furnace. The same God who healed the sick and he raised the dead. Same God who opened blinded eyes and fed the multitude with two catfish and five pieces of cornbread. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, wait. Uh, my Lord. That's, that's, that is my personal paraphrase, please. Please charge it to my head and not my heart. But we're talking about the same God who has been faithful to his promises concerning Lake Avenue Church, and he's going to do it again. So we remember in the middle of that, he says, um, but while you remember who I am and what I've done, there's another piece where God says you got to forget the former things. So he says, remember, but then he says, forget. What, what's up with that, God? He says, forget the former things. What meaning we've got to put the past, our past success, the past blessings, the great things that the Lord has done through this ministry, we've got to put them in their rightful place. We've got to celebrate. Today is a wonderful day to celebrate those accomplishments. But we can't stay there. We don't forget we'll never be able to see a greater future. We don't forget we'll only want our next 125 years to be as good as our past. And it would be pretty easy, I admit to you, it'd be pretty easy for Lake Avenue Church to just stretch out another 125 based on what you've accomplished in the past. Most churches would be fine with that. But God says that's not good enough for you. You can't ride out the clock. I've got work for you to do. So we remember, we put those things in their proper place. But then I hear the Lord saying to Lake Avenue Church and to his church in general, you got to be ready for the new thing. God says in the middle of this, as he's talking about what he's done for them in the past, he says, I'm, I'm doing a new thing now. Are you ready? Turn to your neighbor. Come on, look him in the eyeball. Look him in the eyeball and ask the person next to you, are you ready for the new thing? Oh, they didn't. Come on, look at somebody else. Find an eyeball that works. Hallelujah. Look at him and ask him, are you ready for the new thing he's going to do? 
See, one of the challenges with the church that's been successful, one of the challenges with believers who've served the Lord for 20, 30 years, one of the challenges for those of us who've been called out of darkness into the marvelous light, sometimes we get so saved that we think we did it ourselves. But God said, no, 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 no. I'm going to do a new thing with you. But then he says, do you perceive it? Can you see it? So that just tells me that God can be prepared to do something new with us who love him, who serve him. And really, this is, this is, just a, this is, this is for free. I'm going to give you this one for free, okay? The, one, one of the reasons I believe church works, church structures, church governments, all these things work, because they're filled with mostly good people. People who are trying to do what's right and live right and do right. And that's Lake Avenue Church. That's Pasadena Church. That's 99.9% of the churches in our city and all around our country. But, but that's not everything. God says, I'm going to do a new thing. This is where we can miss. He says, Can't, do you not perceive it? So it tells me God can do something new and we could possibly miss it. Might be looking for the wrong thing. Might be looking for the wrong person. Remember when Samuel came with his horn of oil? Okay, I'm about to anoint the next king. Went to Jesse's house. Jesse's boy standing up there, them big strong, the young, the eldest. And Samuel said, oh, got his oil ready. Surely this is a, and God said, that ain't the one. That's not it. And he went down each one of them. God kept saying, no, 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 no. Samuel says that. Is there anyone else? And Jesse said, I got another message. I got to come back and preach it for you. It's called, are you an oh yeah? I'm coming to anoint the king. Bring all your boys. He doesn't even bring David until Samuel asked, do you have any more sons? And Samuel says, oh yeah. That's the, the, the ruddy one out in the field. Go get him. Not moving and not leaving until he comes. Are you ready for the new thing? Can you perceive it? I, I, I'm done. I'm almost done. Let me just share this whole thing of perceiving it. When I, I'm, I'm a product of the 80s. I'm an 80s child. Grew up in the 80s in high school and all of that. And we had malls. And for us in Toledo, Ohio, going on the weekends, going to the mall was the thing to do. Anybody else grew up in that era where going to the mall was your weekend event? And we would go to Southwick Mall in Toledo, Ohio, and they had this display of these posters. They were, holo I call them holograms, but I have since learned after studying for this message, they were called 3D stereograms. You remember, they just looked like a pattern. And you stand there and you look at it. And the person is saying, can you see that? Oh, it's beautiful. And you're looking like, what? How many of y'all remember those? And some people say, you can't focus. I'm like, how do I look at something that I don't, it just made me mad. But eventually, you figured it out, just let, and you start watching, and then you see, a sometimes it's a beautiful image of Christ. Sometimes it's, it's a, a, a group of dolphins. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could see if you would just calm yourself and look at it long enough. That'll preach right there. It's holographic. I'm a child of the 80s. Some of you come from the 70s, and when I started talking about staring at stuff, you had some other thoughts about the 70s. Those are called hallucinations. I'm talking about, I'm talking about holograms. 
I just hear the Lord saying to us, and when I say us, I, I consider myself family. Just get ready for what he's going to do. Make sure that you're in a position to perceive it. Not have all your list and your agenda and what you want and all the, Lord, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done for our church. When we do that, God says, as he said in Jeremiah 29, 11, you all know the, the passage. He says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. They're plans to give you hope in the future. Now, this was as, as, as God is telling him, you're about to go into captivity for a whole lot of years. But he says, even when it gets rough, even when you're ready to leave, even you may be ready to join the, the, another church that's popping and they got everything going right now, the Lord said, no, no, hold on. I know the plans I have for you. And this is it. We don't always know them. We, God, to those whom he trusts, God doesn't share every little detail. Said Abram. Abram said, yes. He says, go. All right, tell me a little more. Get everything, get your stuff and go. Where? To a place. Okay, we're getting there. Keep going. A place where, I, where go to a place. Here it is. I'm going to show you. How many of you would pack up your things and just go to a place that God hasn't even shown you yet? That's what it takes. I see some hands going up. All right, you better be careful raising that hand. <laughs> Lord, say, don't, don't sell your house, give it away. You'd be like, ooh, Jesus. <laughs> but God has, God has a plan if you've never heard anybody say it, or it's been a long time, I'm, it's as I'm looking each and every one of you in the face, I want you to know that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. God loves you and he has a plan for Lake Avenue Church. All he calls for us to do is to trust and obey. He simply needs his people to go, to do, to say yes. God is not so concerned about your ability as he is your availability. This church just says, yes, Lord. The next 125 are going to be amazing. He knows the plans. I like to just, they say that music has the ability to cross both hemispheres of the brain um, and help us to learn and to, to capture things. So I want to close by singing this scripture over you. Is that okay? I'm going to ask my darling wife, Madeline, if she would join me. And it's a simple course. It's literally Jeremiah 29, 11. We're going to sing it over you, and then we want you to join us singing it. And then we're done. i got to get over to Pasadena Church. They'll be waiting for their pastor. Amen. <laughs> want you to just bow your heads, your hearts. Just get in a place of worship. We turn this mic off, and let me use the piano mic. I just hear the Lord singing to us.
worship the Lord. Lord, we receive your plans. We receive the plans that you have for us, God. Hallelujah. Come on, sing it. I know the plans. I know the plans. I have for you. I have for you. Declares the
Thank you, Lake Avenue Church. God bless you. And we're, we're not going to feel bad about you rushing right out to your congregation. <laughs> Take these. <laughs> you got more people to bless. Okay, church family, go ahead and have a seat. <laughs> so TikTok's been reminding us if we understand the assignment. <laughs> and the assignment's the same. And Pastor Kerwin reminded us that the method is going to look a little different. And the assignment's in Matthew 28, go and make disciples, teaching them to obey and baptizing them in the Father the Son, and the Spirit. That's the assignment, does not change. And we get a baptism today. We have Irene and Bella, mother and daughter. Pastor Melinda's gonna baptize them, yes. <laughs> and the way that we do that here is we're gonna have a video getting to hear their story, and then we're gonna be worshiping, and then the, while we're worshiping, they're gonna be baptized. And I want you to know that baptism it's this everyday thing of washing, but the Lord does a magic with it. And it's a cleaning not of our body, but of our soul, washing us new as we bond ourselves to Christ in his life, his death, his resurrection, and as we go forward. So we're gonna get the video of their baptism. But I want you to notice, as I was talking earlier today about the legacy and the baton and the learning from previous generations and standing upon them, this is a sweet story where the daughter is helping the mother. And so we get to be a part of something unique. And you guys, I want you to know, we're not observers in this baptism. Just like an infant dedication, we're taking part in it too because there's a commitment on us to continue to make a space where others can come to know the Lord. The preschool was their entryway into our church and we've got more work to do, church family, to help more people come to know the Lord. Good morning, church family. Um, I am so excited to be here today with my friends to talk about baptism and how Jesus has changed their life. So I'd love to take a moment and have you introduce yourselves. My name's Irene Narvaez, um, and this is my daughter, daughter Isabella Vidal. <laughs> Irene and Bella, can we take a moment and you can tell us how Jesus has changed your life? Before I became a Christian, I was constantly seeking spiritual guidance in a spiritual home. Um, once I became a mother, I realized that a spiritual foundation was imperative and necessary to help guide me and my daughter um, through life. My sister Anna and my mother um, were my spiritual support um, system throughout this journey. And we visited several congregations before coming to Lake Avenue Church. Um, on the first visit, I knew I found my spiritual home. Uh, Nancy Smith, thank you for your warm welcome and guidance. Barbara, thank you for always greeting us with a big hug and a beautiful smile. Melinda, 
Um, thank you for walking, welcoming um, Bella into children's ministry and helping me across, um, access um, all the resources that Lake Avenue has to offer the families. Bella, what about you? How has Jesus changed your life? Jesus has changed my life because he, he's been a great role model and I'm just going to say that, that he sacrificed himself for us. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Um, and Irene, what has your spiritual journey been like? Having the Lord in my life um, has allowed me to understand that his teachings and practices are to be witnessed second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. Every action and thought should be referenced by what would Jesus do? Um, by changing the way I approach each day has allowed me to identify other Jesus' followers and work alongside them to exemplify Jesus' practices. I want to thank my family members friends, co-workers who are here today, who remind me each day the importance of always doing the right thing and being honest in the process. I will also like to thank each of you for praying with me and reaching out to me in times of need and rejoice. What I have learned through Pastor Greg and Pastor Jeff is sermons um, is the importance of exemplifying Jesus's life outside these four walls. Uh, to the best of my ability, I would like to serve as a role model for my daughter, uh, my nephews, my nieces, my great nephews, my great nieces, my, my students, my staff, and people I come across. And Bella, you were telling me that you have some Bible stories that you really like. Would you like to share about any of those stories and why you like them? Sure. Okay. I like Esther because she's so brave at the end because she stands it up for her people and her cousin Mordecai. Yeah, that's great. What and was the other Bible story you liked? Well, it's, I'm going to say Jesus is born. Um, because it has a, like Mary and my favorite character is Mary. I don't know why my favorite character is Mary, but I kind of like all the stories and I know the story about the donkey and the story about, about Jesus. And I just feel like it's all a part of Jesus's meaning of coming into the world. Yeah. So Bella, why is it that you want to get baptized today? Well, I saw these superbook characters, and that was the third thing that wanted to make me be baptized, because I saw these superbook characters get baptized, mm -hmm. and then I wanted to get also get baptized because I wanted to pray, and I woke up in the morning happily and praying to God on a free day, oh, like wow. on Sunday and, or Saturday. Because Jesus brings joy to your life, right? You told me that before. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing with us. Irene, why have you chosen today to be baptized? I wish to be baptized today because I promised my daughter that I would be baptized along with her when she was ready. When I made that commitment, I didn't realize I was also going on a spiritual journey to strengthen my commitment to Jesus. 
both Bella and I have had our struggles getting along, but one thing that has been undeniable is our love for our Lord. It is through our spiritual commitment and continuous learning that we find ourselves here today. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. This is beautiful and we're so honored. We're so honored to be a part of it and to celebrate together. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to go on this wonderful journey with you. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, it's free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Church, let's stand together. Free at last, he has a Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, it's free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I Father's house, in my Father's house. 
I'm trying to think, 125 years, when are baptisms going to get old? Never's the, never's the proper answer. Let's try that again. When are baptisms ever going to get old? So grateful for Pastor Kerwin and Madeline today uh, sharing their gifts in every form. Um, as we talk about sharing gifts, it is that time of year. So reminder, if you got an angel tree tag, don't forget to drop off today. And if you missed us last week and didn't get one, talk to them out there and they might be able to work you a special deal. Spirit of God is moving in this place. Um, and you can, because today's the only day. Um, speaking of Advent, can you believe that's here? That just seems in a hurry. On the table, you can grab an Advent devotional if you'd like. It's a dollar. Uh, otherwise, you can just have it out of the beauty of our hearts. Um, but but uh, if you'd like to take a devotional home for the Advent season, which begins next Sunday, as you saw. This week, by the way, in our weekly video, it's going to come Wednesday before our Thursday Thanksgiving things are happening. Um, there'll be some updates about some things about church life and also a chance to see that video again and to share with your friends. Um, thank you, Perry, for the, 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 the props you gave the acting crew. We worked hard on that skit. Um, <laughs> And indeed, happy Thanksgiving. And, and in this year that we are, many of us will be able to be with family in ways we weren't last year. What a great moment to take a breath and remember all the things that we've learned to be thankful for over the last year and a half. Things that maybe we absolutely took for granted. I'm pretty sure when the mayor of Pasadena gave this piece of land here 125-ish years ago for this church to start meeting on, he had no idea we would still be here now. I was really struck with Pastor Kerwin's message. What are we going to do and leave behind for a congregation who may still be worshiping here in 125 years? The only way that happens is through our faithfulness. So as you go from this place, walk in faith, Remembering what our good God has done to redeem not just us, but he is redeeming all who would call him Lord and King. And as you walk out into our world that so desperately needs that kind of faith and hope, may you be a hope bringer in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you'd like to be prayed for, our team will be up front after the service.